Hello everyone, welcome back to Creative Psychopaths. This is Mark, just at the top of the show. As always, if you're old hat here, you'll know that this is the begging and pleading bit, um, where I ask you to rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to it. Also join the Facebook group. And uh, now I have a Twitter, which is Creative Psychopaths, so uh, go on there and retweet me, that'll be a delight. And an Instagram, which is creative underscore psychopaths underscore um so you can go on there and follow me on that place as well um of course if you are new here then go back listen to those instructions and follow through on them <laughs> that'd be a delight this week i'm talking to my sister Faye about the movie urban legend um and it's a delightful episode um so just going into the show, my favourite urban legend is the urban legend about the podcast that when you listen to it, you feel really great about yourself. It, it's this one. I'm talking about this one. Welcome to another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast, where each week I talk to a guest about their history with horror movies and a movie of their choice with a couple of fun questions at the end, creating a delightful horror sandwich. This week, I'm joined by my sister Faye. It's a um, a family podcast this week. And now I'm actually going to stop being rude and actually say hello. Now. Hello. Hello, Mark. How are you today? Uh, I'm very good, thank you. Excited to do this podcast. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, I, those people who've listened, I know you have, I sort of vaguely blame you for my interest in horror movies anyway. So um... You learnt from the best. <laughs> I must admit, I was uh, just before... Just before we started recording, I started thinking, I don't think I've ever spoke to you about any of your sort of horror likes and dislikes really um so I'm really interested actually going into this to see what you think so um well we we watch scary movies together uh, when we go to the cinema don't we so uh we do yeah. now but I don't know what your history with horror movies is so I'm really curious to find out and uh, I think probably along the way I'll tell you some of the things that I can vaguely remember as well uh, from our okay our delightful <laughs> past so the first thing is, what is the first horror movie you can remember seeing? Right, the first horror movie I remember seeing was in when I went to stay with my nana mm -hmm. in uh, Rochdale. Well, it was Oldham, and me and Vincent watched. Uh, that's my cousin, City yeah. of the Living Dead, and I did not sleep for weeks properly because of that. I can't even remember what the film was about. I know it's about zombies, but it was just. It just scared me, scared me for, and I don't, I think I was only about 10. I think it was when uh, you were not that long born. So it was like, you know, Nana sent us over there and uh, mm. that's the film I remember watching. Yeah, that's... I still um, don't like it now. <laughs> no, um, 
I'm just going to look that one up while we're here. City of the Living Dead. Yeah, um, it's funny that actually because yeah. everyone seems to have started their horror journey uh, around that sort of time. Oh, 1980, that one came out, which was when I was born, in fact. So that's a 40, that's a 42 year old movie. <laughs> you know what we should do is we should get back, get you back on later, and we'll actually watch it. Uh, yeah, it's. Funny. I don't even know where you could watch it nowadays. Oh, we'll find it. We'll find it. It's funny, you know, I now you've said that, I have a vague recollection of being in Rochdale and seeing a glimpse of a film like that with a zombie coming out of a wall or something like that. I don't know what that was. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm uh, misremembering things. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at what point did you actually become a, a horror fan? Because by the sounds of it, that turned you right off. Uh, I became a horror fan when um, Scream came out and I was forced to watch it by uh, my friends. Mm. We all sat down and they were like, oh, it's not scary. And I was like, but I don't like horror films. Uh, I think I was about mm, 18, 19. And they were like, no, no, fine, you need to watch it. Anyway, I watched it and from then on, it's really, I uh, really wanted to, you know, watch more. It's funny that. It's funny how many people started at Scream. Fab, fab movie. I love it. Yeah, me too. It's one of my absolute favourites. I don't know if you can recall, though. Um, well, I always say that this on the podcast, that I was definitely watched Poltergeist with you, or at least you had it. Um, and I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know what age I was, but I was definitely too young to watch it. And it turned me off horror films for ages. But by the sounds of it, you didn't like it either. Uh, no, it's not, it's not a film that I really enjoyed watching. But the first movie that I really enjoyed watching was Scream, I think. Yeah. So, well, like I say, a lot of people started there. And I think that's because it was a relaunch of, um, of horror movies. Although I do, I do remember, like I say, I do remember that you did go watch horror films because you definitely went to the cinema to watch Freddy's Dead. Yes. You got, you got the 3D glasses, didn't you? And there was this 3D part yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. That was a abysmal film. <laughs> yeah, that one is terrible, yeah. Of all the Freddy sequels, that... That is without a doubt the worst one because they've all got something um, about them, something just enough that rescues them. Whereas that one is just abysmal all the way through. Yeah. And the new versions of Freddy, I didn't like. Keep the original with Heather Langenkamp and um, mm. just keep that original. Yeah. You know, that was the best one. The third one was all right. But as for the others, no. Mm. I'm a big fan of Wes Craven's New Nightmare, not the reboot. Just in case people didn't know, there was there was Wes Craven's New Nightmare, which was pretty good. And, yeah, and that I think that had like yeah, she, Heather Langenkamp's in she, that one. Yeah, I was going to say she's in that, isn't she? And she plays herself as well. She plays Heather Langenkamp. She does. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> movie. That's a good movie. So uh, let's keep moving. What is the scariest horror movie? Right. Well, I know this is going to sound really weird, but my all-time scary movie that I still don't watch during the day because the music plays with your mind. Mm. 
is the original Halloween. Oh, really? And I know it word for word, but it's the music that I can't, it, it's, it just makes me, you know, even when you hear the music, yeah. just the music, that's, that still makes me, it sends shivers down my side. And it's not really, when you think about it, oh, that's scary now, is it? Um, Well, I think the thing with the scariest movie is it's totally subjective, isn't it? It's what scares you and what gets into your mind. And, you know, like you say, that music, it's uh, it's sort of triggering in in its way. Um, Yeah. And and whatever your history is with it as well, whenever you saw it, it'll it'll always do a little bit more for you than if you maybe watched it later on when you were used to these things. But... I think a lot of people would agree that in some cases there aren't right answers to these questions, but Halloween, I'd say probably one of the ones where we'd say that's the right answer to the question. Because um, yeah. again, it is, sub- <laughs> it is totally subjective and up to you what you want, but you know, Halloween is an absolute classic. And uh, it is. I, I think that's definitely going to be the Halloween episode this year. I haven't decided how I'm going to do it, but I think we might have quite a few people on. Uh, I was going to say, I think that, that would be a very popular uh, podcast, yeah, Halloween. I, I think so. I think I'm going to try and either do a watch party and record that or, um, yeah. you know, just get a lot of people on the podcast. We'll see how we go. That's something to look forward to, people. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> to the 20 people who listen. Um, <laughs> actually, that's not true. We're doing really well. Doing really well, considering. Good. I'm uh, loving these podcasts. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's I, I love talking to people about horror movies. Um, it's, it's it's been nice to hear what's similar and what's different. If you know what I mean, like it's, yeah, how many people started with Scream, and then you know how many people's franchises are quite similar. It's think- uh, it's not everybody's bag, but um, for those who it is, it's mm. going down really well. Yeah, yeah. The thing I find about horror fans as well is they're always the nicest fans. Um, yeah. they, always, they always seem to be the best fans. Like, um, there's very little gatekeeping in horror. Everyone's like, oh, just enjoy whatever you want. Anyway, let's keep moving. Yeah. Uh, the best kill. Okay. The best kill. Mm. Um, right, okay. Now, I was thinking about this really, um, really well today because mm. it, it's not really somebody killing uh, them but Mm. uh, the two girls uh, that go in the sunbeds in Final Destination 3 oh yeah that uh, it's just the way it sort of it patters out uh, that they're like deaf that's the one that sort of really sticks in my mind out of all the Mm. Final Destinations and I mean I love that I love that whole series. It's mm. not one that I didn't like. All right. But that one really sticks out in my mind. It's like, because I think you, you'd think that that's the worst way to yeah, go, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's definitely something of a nightmare. You know, if, if you ever go on those beds or whatever, you would be like, what the hell happens if I get trapped in here? Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really good shout, that one. So what are standout effects in a horror movie? Which, what effects stand out? Um, I think, the, I think uh, and I know somebody else has already mentioned this, when um, David 
uh, in uh, American Werewolf in London when he turns into the wolf werewolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is fantastic because um, it always reminds me of uh, when I sat up till midnight to watch the Michael Jackson thriller video and it oh, was released. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that always it always reminds me of that. Right, um, yeah. That is a fantastic. Uh, fantastic effect and really when you think about it it was like however many years ago so you know it's just like what how could they you know how could they do it better now it was just yeah, it was brilliant for yeah. its time I think there has been better werewolf transformations since but not not ones that you know ones that look better and probably feel better but that one stands out um, and like, yeah. like you say for a 40 odd year old movie it's it's amazing again it I, is. again probably the right answer to the question there are a few answers i would say to the question that are the right answer to the question and that's probably <laughs> yeah. that's probably one of them um <laughs> eventually i'm gonna have to think of my own answers and i'm gonna try and not give the right answers <laughs> <laughs> so what is a movie that needs a sequel or movies that need to stop making sequels or of course if you've got an answer for both then go mad uh the movie that needs to stop making sequels mm-hmm. is The Human Centipede. Right, okay. Yeah. What is that all about, that film? <laughs> I don't know. To be honest, that's on. I have a handful of, of films on, a, on my list that I will never watch. Um, and that's one of them. Okay. Well, that's that they need, they should have stopped. They shouldn't have. They should anyway, have started. No, maybe not. <laughs> uh, and um, a sequel. I don't really have an answer for that one. Fair enough. Sorry. Okay. About a sequel that should happen. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Mm, no. Um, so what is your favourite franchise? Um, I'd probably say uh, Final Destination. Final Destination. Oh, that's, that, uh, that, that's yeah. good. Yeah, I like the yeah. Final Destination movies. I think, unlike you, I think I don't like some of the back-end ones, but each one of them, the the, the opening bit, the opening dream sequence is absolutely um, uh, brilliant, really fantastic. Yeah. I've enjoyed them uh-huh. all. Uh, I think the roller coaster one's the one that's not, it's probably the worst one, but it's still good. Uh, no, I like that one. I like that movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the movie, uh, well, like I say... I think I've only seen the urban. No, I've said urban legend. Um, Final destination, um, <laughs> but they are good, and I always like the way that the kills happen without the being a killer. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. That's yeah. it's uh, ingenious, really. That's the... how many times do you actually dream of something and then it happens two or three days later? Oh yeah, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> That first movie where the guy dies in the shower, it's it, it chokes to death, I think, or something like that. Do you know? Well, he, he slips on the. Yeah, do you remember? He slips, he slips on the water and lands yeah, he, in the in the shower. He can't get he can't get any grip in the shower, and it's no. a really it's a really brutal scene, and it goes on for quite a while as well. It does, yeah, and especially when he sees his toes curling up, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I think there's a few, only a few times because you do get a bit sort of switched off to deaths when you watch these things. But there's only a few times where you watch them and go, oh, no, I didn't like that one. <laughs> yeah, there's not many, though, especially if you, you know, there's not many in those films that I don't like the kit, the way, you know, but mm. you can hear yourself going, oh, don't do that. No, don't do that. And if I was that, don't do that, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, you often thought you were a bit nonchalant now, like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, if I was you, I wouldn't be doing that, yeah. <laughs> Just don't kill the dogs. <laughs> yeah. um, so what is the worst horror you've seen? Well, I think The Human Centipede is the worst horror movie I've seen. Oh, did you watch uh, it? it I've watched all three of them. Yeah, why? Absolutely. Uh, I don't know why. Somebody said you need to watch them, and I was like, "But why?" I don't. I don't know. But they were just really bad. Yeah. So and they just get worse. Yeah, I don't want anyone to think listening to this that I'm squeamish about these things because I have seen some horrible movies, um, worse than Human Centipede. But there's just something about that specific thing that I just can't get on board with. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really want to get on board with it, actually. And I mean, the second one's in black and white, which is quite hard to watch. And then the third one, it's just absolutely stupid. So is the third why one bother? in a prison? Is that the third one's in yeah. a prison? Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when he joins them all together, it's yeah. like, oh. Yeah, I think I've... You know, uh... so it's like, it's not, it's not great. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm nothing against them going stupid with it, because I understand that the second one's pretty grim. Um, the f- yeah, I think the first one's probably not so bad from what I've heard, but I just like I say, I just don't want to get around to seeing them. Um, no, I won't watch Human Centipede, and there's a movie called a Serbian film which I'll never watch either. And no, I've not heard of that. Yeah, well, no, keep away from it. <laughs> so, what is your favorite horror movie? Uh, my favorite horror movie is Halloween. Without a doubt. Yep, good. The original. Again, I think it's probably the right answer to the question. Yeah. <laughs> the original slasher, really. Well, it's not technically, it's not the original slasher, but it's um, it certainly started that genre. Because it was like set in, um, you know, America when they uh, like in autumn and when the leaves are coming down and mm. it's just the, you know, it, it really is. A, it's a fantastic film. So hats off to him. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And, um, you know, Michael Myers will forever live in horror history and is a legend of horror. And obviously um, the person who directed it, whose name should be on the tip of my tongue, but it isn't. And that's very bad man. <laughs> Well, we're just it's waiting John, for it's the John last... Carpenter. It's John Carpenter. It is, yeah. I can't believe yeah. I couldn't remember John Carpenter's name. Yeah, because Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street, isn't it? <laughs> I was trying to think of it myself. You know, yeah. when you have a mind block. Yeah, my mind just totally went then. So apolo- <laughs> apologies to all horror fans that were listening. I didn't even Google it. I was about to Google it, but my brain got the information. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> right. Well, so that is the first slice of bread in the horror sandwich. Um, so now we're going to get into the filling of the horror sandwich, which is this week's movie. Before we do that, what are you having in your sandwich? What uh, do you like? Cheese and beetroot. Cheese and beetroot. 
That's a good mm. shout. I like a cheese and beetroot. Are we talking pickled or just cooked? Uh. No, not pickled. The others, you know, just, just cooked, cooked. Just cooked. Beaten. Especially when my mother cooks it and she puts it in foil and then sends it to my house. Happy days. <laughs> it's funny that. I, I don't know anyone else in the world who's grown up with that. <laughs> I was thinking today, um, I don't know if she, she ever made this while you were around, but she used to make this thing that was lettuce, vinegar and, and sugar. Yes. Do you remember that? I used to love that. Yeah. yeah it was amazing. I was thinking about it make today. It anymore. <laughs> thinking about it today. I thought, we haven't had that in ages. <laughs> Everyone would be like, what? What is that? <laughs> well, people who are listening, get yourself some lettuce, sugar, and vinegar, and away you go. I promise you, it's delicious. Yes. It's a game changer. An absolute game changer. <laughs> um, right. So. This week's movie is Urban Legend. Now, why did you choose Urban Legend? Because um, I really like the film, and practically I know it word for word. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, it's just one of my go-to, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're searching for a film to watch and you want something easy watching, but it's not too gory, and it's not, you know... And you just think, I know what, I'll watch Urban Legend. Fair enough. So, yeah. It's like a comfort horror movie for you. Yeah, I'd say a comfort horror movie, yeah. (laughs) If there is one. (laughs) Okay, so Urban Legend is a 1998 horror movie, uh, horror slasher movie, sort of another one riding on the coattails of Scream. Um, There's quite a few around that time. This one was directed by Jamie Blanks, who the only thing I could really found that he directed other than this was a movie called Valentine, which was 2001, which is another slasher movie. Um, yeah. I've seen that one, I think. Uh, I don't remember if it was any good or not. Um, no. <laughs> anyway, this, uh, this stars Alicia Witt as Natalie, Jared Leto as Paul, Rebecca Gayhart as Brenda. Gayhart, yeah. Um, or is it Greyheart? Let me just check that I've got that right. It's a uh, Gayheart. It is Gayheart. Rebecca Gayheart. Yeah. Brenda. Tara Reed as Sasha. Joshua Jackson as Damon. Michael Rosenbaum uh, as Parker, better known as Lex Luthor, of course, in Smallville. Ah. And Robert Englund uh, as Professor Wexler, but again, better known as Freddy Krueger. Freddy. Freddy Krueger. This was made a, with a budget of 14 million and box office at, I've got 72 and a half million. Um, so it was a success at the time. And um, from what I could see, it spawned two sequels and there is a reboot coming up from what I've seen. But oh. the only thing I could see was it was in pre-production, so that doesn't really mean anything. It might not ever no. get <laughs> might not ever get made. So there is an idea there for a reboot. But again, if they reboot it, it'll be riding on the coattails of uh, <laughs> of <Yeah. laughs> of, an, of another sort of boost in slasher movies since we had the new Halloween and uh, the new Scream. So again. You know, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. The more horror we can get, the better. Yeah. So, let's just get into the plot then. Okay. I quite enjoyed the opening music 
of this actually. Um, it was, I can't remember what it was now off the top of my head, um, but it was quite enjoyable. So the first thing we it see. It was uh, Bonnie Tyler. Tell uh, me clips of the heart. No, no, there's an actual opening like theme. Oh, sorry, theme, yeah. Theme. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> So we see a girl driving through the night and she's listening to Tara Reid, Sasha, on the radio. I quite like these little radio bits because it's always some idiot. So on, the, on here, yeah. the person on the, on the radio is saying that they swapped the baby aspirin. Uh, so they swapped uh, the person's birth control for baby aspirin. Uh, yeah. And now that person's pregnant, but they were annoyed that they had to find a new roommate. <laughs> Love it. But again, quite enjoyed it. <laughs> the girl seemingly falls asleep slightly at the wheel um, and then ends up on the wrong side of the road. She then puts on the radio and, as you say, she starts listening to Totally Eclipse of the Heart. She does. We find out that she's all oh, running low on fuel. Oh, oh, oh jeopardy. No. <laughs> so she pulls up to a gas station. At this point, it's raining quite hard. The gas station attendant is a little bit weird. In this case, the gas station attendant is played by Brad Dourif, who is the voice of Chucky. Yeah, so uh, the gas station dude fills up the car and then he comes out saying that the credit card company are on the phone. She goes, he's got a weird, he's got a stutter though. I, I must, I must say that because it's important to the story. So it has got, it, it has says, got a stutter. Yeah. So she goes inside, but there's nobody on the phone. He grabs her, but she sprays him with mace. Um, and then smashes her way out of the out of the um, petrol gas station. Sorry, it's a petrol yeah. station here in the UK, but gas station, it gas is. station. He he chases after her, but he is he is stuttering and he can't quite get his words out. And just as he's driving away, he goes, "There's someone in the back seat." Stop! <laughs> One of my very favorite opening openings to a horror movie. I remember it stuck with me a lot at the time. It's a really great opening because you're not expecting it. It's like a it's like a twist, really. Yeah. And then someone pops up in the back seat with an axe and then chops her fucking head off. Chops her chops head her off. Head clean off. <sighs> so then we go to Pendleton University, which is where this film is set at Pendleton University. Sasha is on the radio again, and uh, she's talking to a girl who swallowed some man manly stuff, and she thinks she's going to get pregnant. <laughs> which again, quite enjoyed it. Thought it was a uh, interesting. Uh, 
let's see. So there's a friend group made up of Rosenbaum, whose name I didn't... He's going to be Michael Rosenbaum all the way through this. I Someone always just gets their actor name and it'll be him. Natalie and Brenda. Uh, he tells them the story of Stanley Hall when a professor flips out. The man has a hunting knife and basically kills any student that answers the door, answers the door to the dorm. And then he kills himself. So, Parker, finish the story about Stanley Hall. Right. So, uh, this guy, he was a professor on campus maybe 25 years ago. What did he teach? I don't know, physics or some shit. Abnormal psychology. You know, if you want to tell the story right. Not the point of the story, paperboy. But fine, abnormal psych it is. Anywho, this guy, he just flips out, you know, goes completely berserk, grabs a hunting knife, and he strolls into Stanley Hall, bangs on every door. And every student that answers their door, he takes that little knife and he cuts their throat ear to ear. And does away with an entire floor before finally stabbing himself straight through the heart. So, of course, this is an excuse to have a frat party. Well, why not? Why not? Yeah, any excuse to party. At this point, Jared Leto's Paul shows up. Paul's a bit of a newsman. Hey, everybody. I'm a news guy, you know. And he's always after a little star, isn't he? He is. Um, And it turns out that It's his job. It is his job. Well, is it his job or something he does for student? He's a new student newspaper, isn't it? So he is. Uh, yeah, it's, so it's, it's his all... job. Yeah. No, it's a bit of a job. And oh, it turns out that Brenda quite fancies him. Oh, very nice. Oh yes. Yeah, she does. After that, Brenda and Natalie go along to Stanley Hall, which is boarded up because well, the thing about this is the Stanley Hall thing is supposed to be like an urban legend, but why has it been boarded up? We do not know. No. Presumably because a massacre <laughs> actually did happen there. Anyway, they stand there and do Bloody Mary, which is weird anyway, because don't you have to do Bloody Mary in front of a mirror? Uh, yeah, not not in front of a door. <laughs> not in front do. of an old building. Yeah. <laughs> they do, but then they hear sc- screams. Ah! and it, But it turns out to be joshua jackson's damon or just damon he, he he's um he's obviously quite young in this still dawson's creek time yes but he's got his uh, he's got his hair all blondie like yeah. like m&m like m&m <laughs> like m&m or maybe just an m just the yeah one m. maybe <laughs> just the one m well let's see natalie gets scared by a janitor huh who's creepy looking guy yeah, he's well creepy. Well creepy. She goes, she's got this roommate that um who who's a goth who's having a bit of a sexy time. Ah. The roommate in this is Daniel Harris, is played by Daniel Harris, who was Michael Myers uh, niece in quite a lot of the sequels, or at least a good chunk of the uh, the sequels that I'm, I must admit I haven't seen most of those sequels, but I do know that that's what she's from. So yeah. that's another another horror cameo for you. So two I know. so far. Two it's so far. I say it's full of them, but I think that might be it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so she goes, turn off the lights. Because obviously she's doing a bit of sexy time. Um, so then Natalie's on. Sorry about that. And pops on her headphones. The next day. 
All right. Uh, yeah. So the next scene is uh, they're all in Professor Wexler's class, and he's talking to them about urban legends. He mentions the one with the, you know, the phone call coming from inside the house. You see, the babysitter and the man upstairs is what we call an urban legend. Contemporary folklore passed on as a true story. Now, there are variations of this one going back to the 1960s, all of them containing the same cultural admonition. Young women, mind your children or harm will come your way. Yes. Scary stuff. And Brenda says, hey, that really happened in my town. But of course he goes, no. (laughs) Happens in everyone's town. (laughs) He basically does say that, doesn't he? It happens in everybody's town. So he's just saying that it's like folklore passed on as a true story. So it's often got some sort of moral tale behind it. He gets Brenda up for an experiment um, and he gives her some pop rocks and then asks us to drink some soda. Now, I think this must be an American thing because it was never here. We never had that. um, No. have that and pop your insides or burst. Oh, and then my- it actually, people have actually said that if you drink soda with pop rock, well, then crackle thing that you that your insides will blow up. Popping candy, we call it. Popping anyway, candy, no. which is weird because we don't really say candy. No. <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. it's popping candy, and then Rosenbaum goes, Mikey likes it, which is something I still do to this day. I still say Mikey likes it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Damon does it. Damon, uh, Joshua Jackson gets up there and um, he gets up there and he does it and he goes, oh, no, he's bursting. But no, he's alive. He's was just a bit of a dick. We cut to Paul, Paul dishing out newspapers. There's a lunatic on campus. Despite the fact at this point there was only one dead person in a car because um, we yeah. find out that the dead person is Michelle Mancini. Not really sure why he thought there was a maniac on campus. I mean, he, he's right. But still. Yeah, there is. Um, anyway, it turns out that apparently nobody knew her. Oh, did they? So let's see. Natalie meets her roommate again and she wants to use the phone. But of course, this is the early 90s. So it's dial up internet. Remember dial it up is. internet? Dial so you up. Couldn't, for those of you who are too young to remember dial up internet, you couldn't use the phone if someone was on the internet. <laughs> Mental. And, and everything, and, and nothing moved at any speed. You could go into a chat room, basically. That was all you could do on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> chat to weird people. Uh, anyway, so she got a phone message from her mum, and her mum's going, oh, have you heard about Michelle? <gasps> Ooh. And then she gets a yearbook out, and it turns out that Natalie did know Michelle. What a surprise. And there were cheer captain, captain, captains, 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 captains. <laughs> I don't know why I said captings. <laughs> anyway, she goes off for a drive with Damon for some reason because he's been nice to her, and um, he's he he's got a bit of a process to start his car. And then when it does it does start, the theme from Dawson's Creek comes on. Yeah, ah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they have a bit of a chat. It seems like he's quite a nice guy, but actually he's not. He's a bit of a prick, and he just wants a yeah. bit of. Uh, he just wants a bit of oh, sexy times. He does um, with Natalie. Yeah, but she punches him right in his stupid face. But he, I think you do sort of get from this that he's not a terrible guy, really. That he's a bit of a dick, but, you know. Yeah, he's, he's a he, joker, he, but his heart's he in the right place. He does try. He does say that he's, he'll take her back and he's not, he's not 
Lecce are trying to attack her. I mean, uh, I suppose he's still a bit of a prick. Anyway, he goes for a piss. He goes goes off for a piss and he gets attacked with a rope. The person in it is wearing a sort of coat that we would call a parka, I think. We would. We would call a parka, but it's just a fairy hooded coat for those of you who don't know what a parka is. (laughs) I don't know if it's a parka in America America or not. Anyway, so Natalie's in the car and suddenly he's banging on top of the car and then scratching. And we see that Damon is hanging from a tree, but his feet are just touching the car. So, of course, he's not quite hanging yet. But Natalie panics and drives, manages to drive away. But, of course, the rope is attached to the car and um, manages to hang Damon properly. She gets out of the car, but the dude with the parker shows up and she's like, ah. Uh, she sees that Damon is dead and then we cut to Reese who is the security guard of campus police good character I like her I like Reese yeah I do yeah yeah, yeah I really like her She's anyway funny. so she is funny she is funny and competent good at her job anyway so hmm, actually I don't know who she is <laughs> anyway so Natalie shows up and she's like they killed him, but they drive to wherever it was, but there's nothing there. Ooh. Surprise, surprise. Anyway, uh, we cut to some more chat and Rosenbaum saying, he's a practical joker. He's done it just like that urban legend. No, the, the one I mean. And then they go, and then they sort of click back to Michelle Mancini who died going, oh, she died of an urban legend as well. Ooh. Person in the back of the car. Oh. And then someone's like, oh, I wonder if they're taking, I can't remember, I don't know who, who said it actually, but someone says they, they're taking these stories and making them a reality. Anyway, La- Natalie goes to the library, or library, because nobody actually says library. I don't know why I said that. She thinks someone's scooching about, so she goes, hello, is someone there? Which we all know is a ridiculous thing to do in a horror movie, don't we? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so she picks out an encyclopedia or urban legends but it turns out it was Sasha that was knocking around one of the things that they read about is a gang high beam initiation wait a second this is definitely not a myth what the gang high beam initiation it happens all the time gang members drive around at night with their headlights off and when someone goes to flash in their high beams to warn them they kill them that's why I never warn anybody about anything when I drive but we'll get back to that. Yes. Oh, it turns out that it was Damon who checked the book out last, uh, last or Jack, Joshua Jackson. So it's like, uh, you know what I mean? Anyway, so we cut back to the roommate and uh, the roommate's chatting to someone online. Like I said, that's the only thing you could really do. And she arranges to meet up with someone and she's like, what room are you in? But then she goes to get changed. And when she comes back, it just says, yours. So he's... He's he is in uh, the room, or the killer is in the room, and she gets attacked. Ah! <laughs> uh, but but Natalie comes back, but of course she remembers a lesson this time and doesn't turn on the lights because of course she thinks her roommate is doing a bit more sexy time. So she pops on her headphones, and while that's happening, unfortunately the roommate is choked to death. Yes. Oh what a, what a shame! Yeah. <laughs> Poor Tosh. Poor old Tosh. Dead, dead as a doornail. Um, anyway, so Natalie wakes up in the morning, blood everywhere. Turns out Tosh is dead, like we said. 
turns out, and then there's a thing on the on the wall saying, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights? And uh, I don't think she's probably not glad, actually. She probably would have preferred uh, to save her. No, I'm not glad. But again, um, that's another urban legend that was in the book. It is. It is another urban legend that was in the book. Because yeah, because people get killed in this based on urban legends. That's the idea. Uh-huh. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Clever idea. Let's see. The thing about this is, that I noticed is, why are the police? Why did no police show up? Because the dean's like, the dean of the school's like, oh, she was a manic depressive. She probably just killed herself. But like, surely they have to get the police involved. But no, apparently not. They just cart her off in an ambulance. She is dead. She is. Yeah, but but then but then Paul finds Natalie and he's like, hey, I know about Michelle. I know you knew her. And, and then... Natalie says, oh, I think it was a murder. I think she was murdered. Why would she write? I bet you're glad you didn't turn on the lights before she killed herself. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> and it turns out that, 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 that this year is the 25th anniversary of the Stanley Hall massacre. Oh, relevant, perhaps. Yes. So they speak to the janitor about Stanley Hall massacre because if I'm right, they can't find the yearbook for that year. And they're like, Hey man, what about, and he's like, Oh, why didn't go talk to Wexler who is the professor, Robert England. Anyway, they break into the office and when they get into the office, they find that he's got the coat. He has. the coat, the killer coat, and an axe. And an axe. So it could be him. But he comes back and um, they think he's gone, but he's not gone. And he takes them to the dean. And um, the dean the dean's, uh, says, oh, turns out, Natalie, that you were on probation for reckless endangerment. Oh, Let's find out what happened there. Well, we don't find out yet. And that what's his face? Paul is off to paper. You're off, mate. No more papering for you. You're not a, <laughs> no more Clark Kenton about for you. When does it? The dean oh, so goes to his car, doesn't he? No, no, that's not the late. Not till a little is that not later. No, after? so Brent. No, Brenda is swimming. Brenda is swimming. Ah. And then, oh no, it's the guy in the parker, and he's going to go get her. So Natalie does a smash of the window. But actually, it just turns out that it's another swimmer. Oh, don't you, don't you look stupid? <laughs> so then Natalie then tells Brenda all about Michelle. And basically what happened is they did this uh, gang initiation thing. So you drive along with your headlights off. And as soon as somebody flashes you to turn them on, then you chase them. And they did this to somebody, but they chased the person off the road and he died. And he was their age car one night. Michelle was driving. A story about the gang high beam initiation going around. She wanted to play a practical joke. So she turned the headlights off and waited for the first car to pass by and flash us. When someone finally did, she made a U-turn and started chasing him. Flashing on that laughing. I was laughing too at first, but then we started going really fast. I wanted to tell her to stop. 
I just sat there. And then the other car lost control and ran off the road. He was our age. But they managed to get off. They managed to get off with sort of probation with reckless endangerment. Don't know how, but they did. And Natalie's like, oh, you know, I, I feel bad about it. Good. Glad you feel fucking bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> she says she can't ever forgive her for what she did. Yeah, I know. could never forgive Michelle for what you did. Well, you were in the car too, mate. Yeah, but yeah. I couldn't stop her. Well, you could have tried to stop her. <laughs> and but... she did. She say it was her car as well, didn't she? Yeah. At the beginning. Anyway. anyway. They decide to go to the party. They go to the party. They go to a party. That's better. You know, if there's a killer knocking around and you feeling bad, go to a party. Safety in numbers. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Not always, I suppose. Um, surely safety in, in a serial killer situation is putting yourself in a corner of a room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> corner of a room. You can see everywhere. Yeah. Oh, mind you. And you, then you get cornered. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that. We'll figure that out another day. Um, okay then. <laughs> so anyway, uh, whoa, we find a we find a um, Paul's found a paper. Turning out, it turns out that the massacre was true, and that Wexler was the sole survivor. Oh, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe, um, maybe he's the killer. Maybe you know, he did. He a, has got he the a, coat. And he has got an axe. He has. And he can't, He does know how to write on walls. Uh, he does. This is a teacher. <laughs> no, so you never know. You never yeah, know. Yeah. It could be. What else did he need? Can he hang a dude? We don't know. Did he have rope? Mm-hmm. You need no. everything. I didn't yeah. notice if he did have rope. We'll have to find that out. No, I didn't. I don't think he did. <laughs> I don't suppose it matters. Anyway, so then we we see we see the dean, and um, he's talking to Reese, and Reese is going, "Oh, you know, we can't find this Damon guy." And um, the dean's like, "Oh, he could be anywhere with a girl, a guy, or even a farm animal." And Reese <laughs> is like, "He goes, when you, you must have been a teenager once." And she said, oh, "I'm not that kind of teenager, but yeah." <laughs> Now I'm having trouble locating another student, a boy named Damon Brooks. He's been missing for some days now. Missing? He's not missing. It's the weekend. He's probably shacked up in some motel with a girl or a guy, farm animal, whatever. Weren't you ever 18? Not that kind of 18. Um, and then when, he, when she leaves, the dean gets his Achilles tendon sliced and... I got, I got to tell you that of all the slices in any type of movie, so not necessarily just this one, but anytime someone gets their Achilles tendon sliced, it makes me cringe. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. one of the worst. Ugh, right like, at the like the House of, the of Wax. When <sighs> somebody does it in the House of Wax to one of the guys as well, and it's like, oh. Yeah, you know? it's, a, it's very few things as well that make me go, oh, but that, that's yeah. one of them. Achilles tendon. <laughs> anyway, so the killer uh, takes the handbrake off his car and the car rolls towards him. But instead of rolling sideways, he tries to crawl forwards away from it, despite the fact, as we just said, yeah, there's a kin- Achilles tendon sliced. So I don't know why he doesn't roll sideways. He must be an idiot. Anyway, <laughs> so the car, of course, drives over him, but it also 
impales him on those spikes that you get at car parks that you can't drive over. Yeah. So now we're at Rosenbaum's party. He's got his dogs doing a beer bong. Cute dog. <laughs> Booty. Yeah. And Paul shows up. <laughs> Paul shows up. Oh, it's this point where he where he goes, oh, there was a massacre and it was Wexler. It makes perfect sense. Pendleton covered up Stanley Hall. And Wexler, so long as he keeps his mouth shut, he gets a job for life. Why would he do it? It eats at him. And, and probably every year around this time, he goes a little wacko. This year, off the charts. Well, then we have to call the police right away before it happens again. I already tried. Dean Adams beat me to it. They said he warned him to expect some prank calls tonight. Even gave him our names. But it doesn't matter. We've already did that bit. Anyway, so him and Natalie do a bit of a kissy face. All very nice. But then yes. Brenda but then Brenda shows up and she's very upset about the situation because she wanted to kiss Paul. N- Natalie, well, she, I guess she was upset about it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so Reese goes, uh, Reese, Reese. Oh, Reese is looking for Wexler. She goes into his um, study, but she slips on some blood. Oh, dear. Slippy blood. Yeah. Let's see. Rosenbaum takes the piss a bit. I can't remember what he did. Oh, yeah. He basically takes the piss out of Paul because he's Paul going, I think uh, there's a killer. You should get everyone to leave the party. But then, then Rosenbaum says, oh, maybe you're the killer. And we as an audience go, yeah, maybe he is the killer. Maybe. We don't maybe. know. Yet. Maybe. Then... Rosenbaum gets a phone call and the phone call says, yeah, you're going to die. And um, the guy, Rosenbaum's on the phone going, oh, I see the, I see the uh, phone calls coming from inside the house, like that old babysitter urban legend. And the guy, go, the guy on the phone goes, no, it's the one where the old lady dries her dog in the microwave. And it turns out that the killer has put the dog in the microwave. It's the one about the babysitter, right? Getting those scary, harassing phone calls. And she traces them back. They're coming from inside the house, right? But ask why, aren't you forgetting something? I'm not babysitting any kids. Wrong legend. This is the one about the old lady who dries her wet dog in the microwave. Sick. Dead dog. Yeah, that's a that's a really sick bit. Don't like that bit. Yeah. Poor Hootie. Yeah, like I say, kill the people, leave the animals alone. Yeah, exactly. Kill all the people. Don't kill the dogs. (laughs) Oh, thank you. All the cats. (laughs) But anyway, then Rosenbaum gets clonked on the head, and the killer or whatever pours pop rocks and drain cleaner down his gob. And then he does die. Yeah, he's, that's a that's a grim death, that one. He's murderized, yeah. It was a grim death. Yeah. And so then we go to Sasha in the radio and she's talking to somebody, and we see her producer in another room, and the killer comes in the room, and it's a good scene actually, the way that it, the way that it plays out, because obviously it's silent between the two rooms, so she's no idea what's going on there. So it's actually quite a yeah. scene. Uh she gets chased down. There's a bit of uh, choppy fun, lots of chopping. Um, Natalie heads to the radio, running, running there. We're gonna get there. And let's see, Sasha jumps off a balcony, sort of thing, and then she gets in a lift. 
And then she's saying, help me on the radio. And everyone's going, huh, what a good Halloween-y episode, even though it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then good when, Nat- yeah, when Natalie gets there, Natalie does get there and Sasha gets her head chopped off. Choppy head off. Another chopped head off. Another chop. Is this an urban legend? I don't think so. I think this is just a kill. <laughs> just a kill. Oh, yeah. okay. So we're just doing whatever we want now. Yeah, why not? Ugh. But she waves at Natalie. Oh, hello. And then I think Paul shows up and she's going, where the hell did you come from? Hmm. But yeah. then, but instead of being any more suspicious, she goes in Paul's car to escape. And Brenda goes with them, uh, which is good because, you know, save Brenda too. We like Brenda. And, and in the car, they say, oh, I'm sorry I got so mad about you kissing Paul. But then while they're sat in the car, they go, oh, there's something stinky in the car. So they go look in the boot. No, I tell a lie. Um, they hear Wexler's watch alarm, which we heard yes. earlier on in the film in his class. Oh, interesting. Uh, and then they go to the boot. And guess what? Wexler's dead in the boot. Oh, Paul's boot, no less. So he's the killer. Oh, ah. ah. So Natalie and Brenda run. And Paul chases after them. Come back here, you lot. And they run and get split up. We hear Brenda scream. Oh, dear. Uh, the janitor from the school stops to help, and um, he uh, she's obviously cold and he says, Here, you can use my coat. Guess what kind of coat it is? It's, it's a, a parka, it's another hooded coat. And she's like, God, how many people own this fucking coat? <laughs> how many people in this fucking place own this coat? Um, apparently, everybody has got the same uh, coat yeah. the swimmer girl, Wexler, this guy. Everybody. Well, those three, anyway. Anyway, so he's driving along uh, and he sees someone with no lights and then he flashes them, of course, but then they chase the, the poor unfortunate janitor down who we sort of vaguely led to be, think might be the killer, um, even though we know it's Paul. Anyway, so he gets rammed off the road. The janitor is dead, but Natalie's still alive and she escapes. She runs back to the campus and she hears Brenda shouting for help in the boarded up Stanley Hall, but she goes inside, Natalie, to the rescue. Inside, she finds dead Rosenbaum, dead Dean, dead Damon, and dead Brenda. No, alive Brenda. Sorry, she's not dead. Uh, (laughs) She's not dead. She's not dead. And then Brenda knocks out Natalie. Oh, dear, what a twist. What a twist. Um, She... (laughs) Natalie wakes up, tied up. Brenda, it turns out, is an absolute nut bar. And she looks like it, too. Her hair's gone wild and she's changed her makeup. Um, yeah. that is. She actually looks quite scary looking. She does look quite scary looking. I, I did wonder, though, because it's raining a lot outside, I wonder if it made her makeup run and the humidity's made her hair go big. Maybe, it, but she still looked quite scary. It does. It, it does. It is weird to think that she would go, well, I'm going to change my look now. <laughs> anyway, so she's going to enact the, the old kid. Oh, no, I tell a lie. So it turns out that it was Brenda's boyfriend that Natalie and Michelle killed. Oh, so now she's exacting her revenge. I guess you could say I'm a little nutty. Why? 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 You still haven't figured it out, have you? Lucky for you, Miss Thang, I've got a visual aid. 
There I am, Natalie. With my boyfriend. The love of my life. Have you found the love of your life yet, Natalie? Of course not. Too self-involved to bother. Pick ring any bells, Nat? And she's going to do a kidney urban legend on Natalie. But anyway, uh, Reese is on the case, right? Oh, yeah, she's. So, but Brenda's going to kill Natalie. Um, but then Reese comes in, hands up. But she gets a bit slicey action. And then Reese gets shot. Reese? Reese's? Reese? <laughs> Reese's pieces. <laughs> Reese's pieces get shot. Uh, sorry, Reese gets shot. And then, but then Paul comes in. Oh, no, she goes, she goes, oh, Paul, Paul could love me now. You're dead. Um, but then Paul does come in and he's like, he's like, yeah, kill this bitch because, uh, yeah, we, I could be famous on this story. But then it, oh, but Paul's not actually on her side because he was like, give us your gun. And then uh, she's like, oh, I like you, but I don't like you that much. I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> Reese wakes up, right? Uh, and Natalie, oh, she's, she says she stops Brenda and then Natalie shoots her out of the fucking window. Uh, and it turns out Reese is alive, so we're very happy about that. Paul and Natalie drive away to where we do not know. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're in the car, and and Natalie's going, "Oh, if this was an ur- if this is an urban legend, where where's the twist?" And uh. I say, "And I say, surely your best friend being the killer was the twist." No, <laughs> not satisfied. Okay, but it turns out that Brenda's in the back of the car. Oh. Paul drives into a bridge, uh, but Brenda, because she's got no fucking um, seatbelt on, flies out of another fucking window, and we see her float away. Poor dead Brenda. Uh, poor dead Brenda. A few years later, a year later, we see different kids telling the story that we just watched. Huh. Guess what? Brenda's there too. Ah. We get some really, really weird ending music. And that is Urban Legend. It is. So let's get into some thoughts on this from me. Now, I remember when I first saw this movie, I really enjoyed it. But this time re-watching it, I didn't enjoy it nearly as much. I find that the, the actor playing Natalie's really crap. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She's really badly acted. Of all the people in it, the main one, the main like lead actor... She's so bad, like, she's so poor in it. Yeah. But the kills are pretty creative Yeah. as a a general rule. I like the urban legend theme. Is it a great movie? No. Is it a classic? Probably not. (laughs) But it was all right. It was okay to watch. It's easy. It's easy. Easy watching horror. Definitely easy watching. Definitely easy watching. I think... The only thing that's so unnotable about it is the kills are good, but the killer is not, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Until we actually get her revealed as Brenda, because when we see Brenda doing her nuts thing, yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. But up until then, the killer's just nothing. That coat's not scary. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, when they show up, you're not going, oh, terrible. You just sort of go. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean, just, but it is. Just kill them and move it's on. It's a sort of... Um... It's an introduction to horror, isn't it? You know, if somebody said, I want a horror that's not too horror, I'd probably give them that horror, along with, I know what you did last summer. Scream, surely. Well, yeah, but I don't know. This is. I mean, see, those, like, the only thing I would say, and uh, 
it's up to you to make those decisions for yourself. And I'm, but I would say like this film's riding on the coattails of Scream, and so was um, I know what you did last summer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, but that's not to say you know. Obviously, you enjoyed it. We went through it. It's quite amusing, yeah. you know, when you when you pick at it a bit. Yeah. Like I say, the, the kills are good. So before we rate it, which uh, I'm just going to go on to the Facebook group and see if anybody actually commented, because I think somebody did. Yes, Matthew said, love the killing in the car scene after stopping at the petrol station to fill up. Why the man couldn't just tell her there was someone in the back of the seat before she dro- drove off. Seven out of ten. Well, he had a stutter. That's why he couldn't. Yeah, it, it did try. He <laughs> tried his best to get the message across, it did but try. it wasn't working. He did, he did try. Maybe he should have transferred his soul into a doll, and then uh, maybe he should have. Except that he's not Chucky in this. Anyway, I'm 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 going off on a tangent. So as you know, it's a two tier rating system. There's no nuance, no no middle ground. It's either creative psychopath or it's shit. And so what do you think? <laughs> My opinion is creative psychopath. Other people's opinion okay. shit. I'm gonna I, do you know what? I'm I came in I came into this thinking I was gonna give it a shit rating, but talking talking over it and thinking about it, you know, as is often the case when I'm doing this, I'm gonna give it a creative psychopath solely based on not solely based on, but based on that opening scene, which is amazing. Is. Probably one of the best opening scenes. And that the kills themselves are relatively creative. Yeah. It loses points for a dog death, though. Yeah, I, I have to say that for me is a no no. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll give it Creative Psychopath. Yeah. Um, right. So, let us do these final questions because that was the filling, and this is the last slice of bread. So, what is a scary moment from a non horror movie that you remember? Oh, a scary movie. Well, is Jaws classed as a horror movie? I would class it as a horror movie, but um, it's up to you. If you want, if you want to pick something from that, go mad. Uh, it's not. It's a, it's a PG technically. So yeah. <laughs> so the bit where the head pops out of the boat, you know it's coming, but every time it still makes you jump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good show. Yeah. Ben Gardner's head. Yeah, it's like yeah. you you know it's happening, and you know the bit before it, and you think right, it's it's happening. It's going to happen in a minute, and it happens, and it still gets you. It doesn't get me anymore. I've seen that movie a hundred times or more. So I know it doesn't get. Me I know it's your, it one of your favorite really all time movies, but it, it still gets yeah. me every time. Right, so. If you could make a non-horror movie a horror movie, what would you choose? Mean Girls. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love. I mean think somebody Girls. chose Mean Girls before, oh, did but they? it would. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love that um, film. I think it's fab. Again, that's another movie that I can probably uh, word for word tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. There's no doubt about it. It's well written. Oh yeah. Um, but this is not Mean Girls podcast. No. So um, that. That is the final slice of bread in this horror sandwich that you're having uh, cheese and beetroot in. But unfortunately, because it's a horror sandwich, I'm going to ruin it for you. And, um, oh, I think I know you well enough. Mashed potato. I'm going to put mashed potato in there. Oh, you've just Um, killed me. You may as well have just got a knife and stabbed me. That's just killed me. It's 
it's a horror sandwich yeah. it's not allowed to be good that's, that's the twist <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the podcast then uh, you don't have anything you want to plug do you just this podcast yeah, just this one yeah yeah go go listen to my brother's podcast yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i've told everyone about that i'm going to be on your podcast so yeah Oh, awesome. <laughs> right. Okay. So that brings us to the end of the podcast. So um, the only thing to do is if you've enjoyed this, then go join the Facebook group, Creative Psychopaths, where um, each week I put on what movie we're doing next. And you can comment on there. What you've got anything to say about it. The next movie that we're doing is uh, Korean horror train to Busan, which you haven't, if you haven't seen, get on it. It's very good. If you want to email the podcast, it's creativepsychopathspod at gmail.com. If you want to be on it, if you've got suggestions for movies, then go ahead and email me. And uh, the last thing to say is bye. Bye. Mikey likes it.